0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, Literacy Ladies. I have Dr. Darla Shaw joining us today. Hi, Darla. Hi, Michelle. It's so good to be back talking to you about literacy items. Oh, goodness. And for our listeners, it is in the middle of June and school is going till the end of June. My name is Michelle Wiko I'm a literacy uh, specialist in the city of Danbury. And today we're going to talk about spelling. Oh, boy. Spelling is such a hot topic. And Darla, I have to tell you, my mother always said spelling is a talent. That was one thing she always said.
1: (laughs) And I certainly agree with her, and it's not one that I necessarily have.
0: Oh, goodness. So Darla, tell us a little bit about the history of spelling. Well, I've been teaching for
1: 62 years now, and it's always in transition. Nobody really knows how to get the 20, 30 minutes a day for spelling. So they're always like trying to combine it with something else. But I remember when we had spell by the book. Everyone had the same book. And on Monday, you would have the pre-test. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you would do all sorts of activities. And then on Friday, you would have your big test. And then that was your grade. You could get an A if you really studied on Friday, but you never applied it. So you never really became a good speller. And then all of a sudden we decide, no, 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 this isn't the way to go. We need to be able to spell our vocabulary words. Now, the only problem with this is some of the vocabulary words are five syllables. They are so difficult. They don't follow any principles. So spelling and vocabulary directly together just did not seem to work. Well, then we decided that everybody has a different level of spelling, which they do. So everybody tested into a particular spelling level and had individual lists, and that was very good, except it was very hard to manage for the classroom teacher uh we also used to combine spelling and handwriting and now since we don't have script or handwriting anymore that sort of left spelling on its own and then recently we have come up with Let's link phonics and spelling where it works. Um, There's a lot of rules that we can learn and a lot of patterns that we can see, and it can help our spelling. And we're doing a lot with word work, and we're doing a lot with manipulatives. And I think we're in a good spot because we're individualizing and making it work.
0: Oh, great. And you know, Darla, it's funny you should mention that because it makes me think of when I grew up in doing the spelling tests every week, 10 words, 15 words, 20 words. Uh, we, we think about things a little bit differently now in stages of spelling. And uh, some of the research I'm just going to mention is from Templeton and Bear, uh word study with words their way. And it always talks about the meanings of, you know, the units of the words, the morphology of it. Then we also think about kind of how the spelling goes. It goes from alphabet patterns with our emergent stage of spelling. Then it goes to recognizing patterns, and that would be our letter name, alphabetic stage, within word, pattern stage, transitional reading, and then going to our meaning stage of spelling where we use syllables uh, and also derivational relations to think about spelling. So uh, I kind of, I love to reference my mother, and Darla taught with my mother for many years, Um, but saying spelling is a talent, back then you really didn't know a lot about spelling stages and things like that. So now that we know kids have to complete a stage and to move on, and it also helps when they have a strong foundation of that stage to move on, then we can push them into other patterns and into what we think um, would help them become better spellers.
1: Yes, the patterns are so, so very important. And when we came out with spell check and the computer, some people said, oh, we don't need spelling anymore. And we do need spelling. It helps with reading, it helps with writing. When you have the homographs, the homonyms, the homophones, this is so important that you know how to spell and use the right ones. When we talk about words now, we talk about the core words, the basic words, the instant words, the fry and the dolch words, and certainly we're gonna drill on these until the students really know them. And then there's the higher priority words, not two and three syllable words, but four, five, and six syllable words are so important. And then there's that category that are your personal words. What are the words that you? you use all the time, your interests, your hobbies, things about you. You really need to know how to spell these words to see the patterns in these words.
0: Oh great and you know what you're referring to is that orthographic knowledge that zone of proximal development spelling words that you're ready to spell and remember when you're thinking about each stage of orthographic knowledge you think about what are students doing correctly what are they doing independently or at an easy level what are students using and confusing an instructional level and then what are what's absent from the students spelling I have to tell you Darla I was reading my son Writing So, listeners, I have uh, an eight-year-old who's in second grade, and uh, he's in that within-word pattern, which I can see. Um, But he's starting to get into the syllable juncture pattern because he's starting to use two-syllable words Mm. in his writing. Um, And one of them was adult. (laughs) And he spelled it (laughs) A-U-D-L-T. Okay, that's close. It's a start. But he heard that awe sound, and he knew adult, um, being a two-syllable word. It, had, it just had to have maybe that U sound. Uh, he just put it in the wrong spot. But that's an example of using and confusing. And we don't just
1: look at words anymore. We use multi-sensory. We have to look at the word. We have to say the word. We have to touch each letter. Then we cover the word and we retell it. Uh, we can spell it in the air. We can spell it with different materials. We spell it over and over on paper. Uh, we take our spelling of the word and we take the real honest spelling of the word. We match it letter by letter. We see where we have gone wrong. We look for smaller chunks within the word. There are so many, as we talk about in reading, almost like fix-it skills so that you can work through this process, visualize it, see it, hear it, taste it, feel it. This is what teaching spelling is all about today.
0: Well, good. I'm glad you're talking about that because uh, Templeton and Bear they have 10 principles of word study instruction. And I think these are super important because then you can match those activities uh, to, the right, to the right principle. So one thing, the first thing is just looking for what students are using and not, um, but are confusing. It's almost like two teachers, when you think about reading your kids' writing and they're overusing the comma or the dialogue, they're ready for instruction instruction in that because they're trying it out. The second principle is taking a step backward, is taking a step forward. Sometimes you have to identify what the kids are doing independently to move them into the next stage. It really builds that firm foundation. And something that Templeton and Bear about is if kids have a strong foundation then they can move forward. If they don't have a strong foundation in letter name, you will have Swiss cheese, you'll have holes in within words. So we want to make sure that each stage gets uh, very, um, has a lot of work in it and is independently used by the student. Also using words that students can read is the third principle. Thinking about spelling words that you would actually read in one of your books. Thank <laughs> you. The fourth principle, comparing words that do with comparing words that don't. It almost reminds me of those word splashes, remember? Oh, uh, I like word splashes. <laughs> for our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You can also sort by sight and sort by sound. If you're in kindergarten and first grade and you're thinking about word study, you might do a lot of sound sorts with beginning sounds. And beginning with obvious contrast, thinking about letters or sounds that are opposite of each other to to start thinking about that in a sort. The seventh principle we have is don't hide the exceptions. There's a lot of words that don't follow the pattern rules. So think about those words and teach them to kids. You can also kind of avoid hard fast rules so kids can use these foundations um, very excessively. excessively. Also, working for automaticity, that's kind of our goal. We want kids to do this automatically and on their own. And then returning to meaningful text. So after doing sorts of maybe one-syllable words to two-syllable words, reading those words in a book or practicing writing them, maybe in a letter or in um, some sort of written piece is helpful as well. And just teachers, if you want to reference this, it's in Templeton and Bear uh, that words their way, word study for phonics, vocabulary, And spelling instruction. It's a really great resource when you think about word study.
1: And I just wanted to say, in conclusion for my part, that I have students that remember certain rules. We used to have hundreds of spelling rules that included exceptions. We don't do that anymore. But today... Students seem to know I before E. They seem to know that if you have a plural, you're gonna add an S, and that if you have words that end in S, 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 C, H, C, H, or X, then you have to add an ES, and that if you have a word that ends in F and you wanna make it plural, you have to change it to V. And then the other ones are just if you have a word and you want to add a suffix and it ends in a consonant, you double the consonant. And if you have a word and you want to add a suffix and it ends in a vowel, you drop the vowel. And of course, if you have a word that ends in Y, you change it to I. And with these seven basic rules, that's going to really help you with spelling.
0: Oh, great. Now, Darla, I'm going to ask you, what was the hardest word you ever had to learn to spell? Um,
1: conscientious. I remember writing report cards and I said that all of the children were conscious instead of conscientious. And my principal said to me, I hope they're conscious. Learn to spell this word.
0: I was going to say because. I could never spell because. I just had to memorize it. B E C A U S E. We all have our favorite I know, words. Right? Right. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone, and check in for another podcast that we're going to have on toolkits. Thanks and listen in. Have a great day. Bye now.